Blog Talk Radio. The great city playboys—they're always around to help build your hope up, then help drag you down. They'll leave you with nothing worth singing about. What's up, Mains? It is Monday, no, I mean October, whoops, October 9th, 2013. You're checking in with your smoking nephew, Blazing Rye, as well as the Sade to my batter and wah, Mr. Jonathan Weeks. Jonathan, how are you? Hey, how are you? Happy hump day, everybody. Ballin'! Ballin'! Happy holiday! <laughs> the sky was rose, I was taking sips of the tunnels, and I wish I could get back there someplace, back there. Oh boy. Hey, John Weeks, I uh just attended my first AA meeting and I'm five days sober. What do you say we do a fucking show? Let's do it. Let's do a shot. <laughs> no, not be good. Let's do it. Yeah, I'm down, man. What? Congrats, man. Thanks. Uh, you know, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know what to think about the whole thing. Uh, but you know, well, I went. You know, there's that. <laughs> See, that's the first step. That's excellent. See, congratulations. That's- that's the first step in, a, in, a, in a, I guess, a recovery process, right? I guess. Right I mean, in? here's the deal. When you know, when when we were in college, uh, we never drank to enjoy the taste of anything. We drank to get drunk, and I just thought that that was what you were supposed to do. Uh, I didn't realize that if if you dr- if every time you drink you get drunk, well, that that means you're a fucking alcoholic. I didn't know that until fairly recently. So how about that? You know what? You you bring up a great point, and nobody ever says this. Uh, I was the same thing. I'm still the same thing. I don't drink because I like the taste. Really, I don't. I, I, and the people who like are beer snobs and whatnot. I don't. I still don't understand it. It tastes disgusting. I drink because of, of social situations. Really, it's like you know. Uh, but, Rob, uh, some, yeah. Rob Lowe was it, on Piers Morgan one night, and he said, uh, "Piers Morgan was like, don't, don't you have a miss just having a glass of wine with dinner?" And Rob Lowe said, who would ever just want to have one glass of wine? <laughs> that's right. That's that's exactly right. <laughs> I'm sorry, I cut you off. What what were you going to finish with there? No, no, no. I was just saying what you just said there is, is the truth for, like, I think a lot most people, and just most people won't say it. But a lot of people don't drink because I mean, the, they like drinking. They drink because of uh, social pressures, you know, the, the events, yeah. the going out, that kind of thing. Right. And the thing is that it's, uh, you know, I mean, I, I didn't drink at all anything until I was 20. Uh, and we started, uh, I started drinking at my, the house that I lived in in college, 120. Um, and uh, it was at a party when the, the, the girls still lived there. Uh, shout out to Dino, Marissa, Tiana, the Shira, et cetera, uh, Lauren. The girls still lived there. Um, and it was a Cowboys and Indians party that year. That's racist, I know. Um, but I, 
remember going into the uh, party, and Jason and I, uh, my friend Jason and I, had been uh, both been sober up to a certain point, and then at some point within sophomore year um, of college, Jason started drinking beer at parties. So then the Cowboys and Indians party 120, the, the rule was if you were not drinking, you didn't have to pay the $5, you know, cover to go in because, you know, I, I lived there too. We would have to charge uh, a cover price in order to make up for the money that we were spending on the uh, the booth. Um, so I paid the $5 to get in. And then I remember Jason and I standing in the house afterwards, the house that we would eventually live in uh, and become the drunks of the drama department. Uh, and he said, uh, are you, uh, he said, why did you pay to get in if you're not drinking? I said, I think I'm going to have a beer. And he goes, really? And he like, was like, get out of the way. And he like made everyone who was in line for the keg get out of the way so that I could have my first beer. And, uh, I, I think I had four beers that night and, um, and it did, like, loosen me up and stuff. And then I got home and went to sleep so much easier than usual. Uh, it wasn't until later on that four beers became 12. And then, you know, I would always – and then we would go to Denny's and eat just greasy food. And, and lately in New York, it's – you know, in, in L.A., it's, it was a little easier to maintain a healthy lifestyle because you can't go out and get drunk because you got to drive home. But in New York, you don't have to drive home. Anyway, I'd say I've woken up on Coney Island – on the train over the past three to four years, I've woken up maybe 20 times on Coney Island. And that's the end of the line. And and the last time it happened was just this last Friday. And it's like, oh, and I also got that whole public urination citation that other time, and I've made some really terrible decisions while being intoxicated and, you know, let let the certain things get the best of me. Anyway, um, it just has gotten to the point where how many more things, how many more bad things have to happen before I shut it down? Right, and I think uh, that's 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 brilliant. You know, knowing when to stop it and knowing when it's a problem and doing something about it. A lot of people don't, and it becomes much worse. You know, that that's that could be fatal. I had a friend who uh, was driving drunk and just recently was sentenced to two years in prison because he killed one of his best oh friends God. in his car. And uh, holy yeah, shit. I used to play poker with him all the time, and he killed his best friend and uh, injured her, his, his daughter. So uh, it's serious. Jesus it, it happens, and you know you, you don't think of any you don't think anything of it at the time, but you you can be making the worst decision of your life when uh, you drink and drive or you drink and do anything. Really, you guys just got to be careful, and, and that's that's genius. I think when you discover a problem, you do something beforehand. You know. But uh, the other, yeah, I think that's- the other thing that I, I just kind of realized tonight that I never really thought about before was that, you know, you hear about these people who become uh, angry drunks, and I don't think that's the case with me most of the time. But I know that there, I've been in certain situations over the past few years where I said something hurtful to somebody or um, overreacted to something, uh, and that's happened a few times over the past couple of years. Uh, under the influence of alcohol, and I don't want to become that guy. Right, exactly. And uh, it's just knowing your limits and knowing when to get some help, and that's that's the first major step. And I think that's that's a wonderful step to make. You know, it's about life. You know, life's more important than just one single activity, or you know, the friends that you may have drank with, and you know those you know, memories will continue. But 
it's all about you, and you got to do something that's right for you and for your health and your longevity, really. Yeah, I mean, the main thing is I feel, you know, I mean, I am. I, I am. I got on the scale the other day fatter than ever. I, I don't even feel like myself right now. And I feel like the, the alcohol is kind of what starts it, and then I wind it. Like, say I go out on a Friday, and then, you know, I'm drinking all night, then I'll, I'll want greasy food, and then it'll just throw off the entire weekend, and next thing you know, I'm, you know, laying there like Louis C.K. with three different shame glazes <laughs> over me on Sunday afternoon. <laughs> that's right, that's right. And I have a lot of friends like that. So, you know, recently, as we get older, and just, uh, supposedly get more mature, there's a lot of friends I have who just associate with me with, with all younger days and drinking and whatnot. And, uh, you know, it's either you got to transform the friendship into something else, or you can still drink. It's just that you can't drink like as heavy as we uh, I used to. And uh, either those friendships change or the day ends. And then, then unfortunately, that's sometimes what happens. You know, some people still want to drink a lot, and I just can't do it. And got to know my limits. And uh, you know, I, I, every once in a while you can do it, but you just can't do it all the time. It's just it's costly too. You know. And yeah, that's, it's, it's it's also very costly. I mean, but some costly. people can't. It's like, costly. I don't think I'm. Huh? No, go ahead. Go ahead. I don't think I'm one of those people who can do it every once in a while because then I fall into this like four months long rut if I go out one right. night drinking, you know, and it'll just just like a domino effect. So I don't think I'm it's like Rob Lowe said, I'm not one of those people who can just have a drink and, you know, call it a day. Right. I agree. I, I agree that's with that. It sucks when you get older, there's more consequences too. Uh, health wise and uh just things get real serious. But you know, you just have to be just as responsible and I think this this is a great step. I applaud you for that. Commend you. <laughs> Thank you. Well let's great let's kid, move on <laughs> Move on to happier things. Hey, John Weeks, happy Horror Day. Yes, happy Horror Day to you as well, my friend. Great day, huh? Do you have any idea what I'm talking about? No, I have no idea. Is it, horror, is it actually Horror Movie Day or something? It's the premiere of season three of American Horror Story. Oh, that's why I see so many status updates like that. Oh, horror, yeah. FX is uh, yeah, the horror series or whatnot. Yeah, I saw a little bit of that last year. It wasn't too bad, but it looks kind of nutty. <laughs> it's great, and it's horrifying. It is very nutty. Which part did I you see last year? It. I love horror. I'm a big fan of horror. <laughs> what were you? Uh, what episode did you tune into last year? Do you remember? All I remember is this lady was holding some guy captive in a cellar, and she was a hot mess. And or a, a lady was being held captive. I don't know which one. Yeah, but it was. <laughs> I think it's really the other way around, bro. It's the other way around, yeah. It was uh, Captain uh, Lieutenant Spock. What's his name? What's Spock? Uh, Spock was holding Leonard the lady Nimoy? captive. Huh? Uh, Leonard? No, not Leonard Nimoy. Uh, uh, new Spock. What, what is Spock? Spock's not a captain. What is Spock? Or is he a captain? He's Spock is captain. not. No, he's not. I don't think you're, you're right. I think he's like an admiral or something like that. Yeah, admiral. No, ambassador. Is he ambassador? <laughs> <laughs> Listen, last I heard Leonard Nimoy, which, by the way, don't you just want to say Nimoy, but it's apparently it's Nimoy. Uh, but last I heard Leonard Nimoy was photographing dirty, naked women. <laughs> well, that would be logical. <laughs> no, the guy who played Siler on Heroes, uh, Zachary Quinto, 
he's holding oh. uh, that woman Lana Del Rey, not you know Lana something in the bat in the basement there, and he's wearing her her wife her girlfriend's skin and stuff. It's it's really oh, fucked god. up. Oh my god, that is disturbing. Oh wow. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> What's more disturbing, wearing your girlfriend's skin or using the shower instead of toilet paper? After diarrhea, <laughs> I think using using the, your clothes. Highly recommending losing your using your clothes instead of toilet paper. That's the word. I highly recommend it though. It's as a last ditch resort to no toilet paper or paper product, no shower. <laughs> the clothes are, are, the, are the best option. They're really they're your only option in a lot of ways. <laughs> um, so I have two fortune cookies in front of me One to my left, one to my right Which one is yours? Ooh, okay Mine is on the left Yours is on okay. the right Okay Let's open it up This is the left one And I am cracking the cookie open Crack and a it says It says This is yours, right? You were on the left that's correct. So you will inherit some money or a small piece of land. <laughs> That's a, I mean, it sounds good on one side, but it also means someone's going to die or something and bequeath it to me. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, I'd rather not have this if it meant someone close to me would die. That's, oh, jeez. But that's good news, I guess. <laughs> what? That's good news, I guess. I, I don't know. Maybe I'll get Mousy's house. <laughs> Your fingers, you guess? What? I, I guess it's good news. I, I Maybe I'll get oh. Mousy's house. Maybe Mousy the dog Mousy. will uh, bequeath the house to me. That, yeah, but the thing is she needs to find a drafting attorney first. That's right. That's right. Uh, there's several attorneys who will service for the dog. That's for sure. Definitely. All right, I'm opening opening mine now, and okay. uh, it says, ah, your future is as boundless as the lofty heaven. Wow. What a wow. great fortune. I, yours sucks compared to mine. I, my, mine sucks compared to yours. Your future is boundless, whereas I'm just getting a piece of crappy land. What the hell? And you know what? About that, too, I do – there's something – uh, very forward-moving, I feel like, after tonight about my life. I feel like there's a lot of issues that I kind of have dealt with and, and conquered and, and stuff lately, and I feel like this is this week is like, for some reason, I just feel like things are moving forward. So I feel like in, in a way that that cookie might be applicable right now. I think that's not just a positive fortune. That's ultra-positive. That's, that's your future they're talking about. That's that's great. That's great. Yeah, you took a step forward. That's it. Yeah, no inhibitions. You're you're going forward, fast forwarding here. You put your foot on the pedal here. Oh man, this is good news for you. Uh, we joyriding over here. We joyride. We joyriding over here. We joyriding. You know that when I call into the radio show, sometimes I'll use Siri, and it's under uh, like main number and work number. So I told Siri call Blazin' Rye Radio, and then when she's <laughs> dialed, she says, call in Blazin' Rye Radio, Maine. <laughs> That's right. Siri, Siri's on our team here. Siri she's is on our team. She's the main man. Yeah. She's the main man. 
there's a, a couple I know, Rebecca Wiener and Craig T. Wood, and they're getting married. And I saw on his Facebook he hashtagged Wiener Wood Wedding. What do you think about that? <laughs> I think that's uh, embarrassing in a lot of ways. Um, uh, well, you know, it's, 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 there's a lot of dicks involved in that kind of conversation. I mean, that's really, that's got to be an awkward wedding. The Wiener Wood Wedding? Oh, yeah. God. That's, yeah. <laughs> the way that's got to go hard right there. <laughs> Your reaction was like, the, the ladies' man. You were like, yeah, well, that's kind of embarrassing. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man, how could you go wrong with the ladies' man? He was, he was phenomenal, that guy. I mean, they're both very lovely people, and, and you're not talking about the importance of their love and their names don't matter. Or you're just like, yeah, well, that's embarrassing on many levels. I hope it's a lady. <laughs> Do look like a lady. Oh. <laughs> that was Steven Tyler. Steven Tyler absolutely looks like a lady. So what's going on with this government shutdown week? Have you opened it back up yet? I have not. I've, I've been trying to open up the doors. They're not letting me. Uh, they're not giving me the right key here. Uh, <laughs> I think it's just going to continue. I saw a little bit of a C-SPAN um, where your boy, the Republicans, are talking. Ted Cruz was talking. <laughs> Uh, but, uh, you know, I don't think it's, I, I don't, I, seriously, I don't see it opening up, you know, for at least another week. I did hear some of my fellow, um, federal employees were called in and they're just because they weren't, they weren't, uh, central employees before, but now they've been labeled as such and now they've been called back to work. So I, I did hear that. That was good news. Uh, but That's so good. far, no, no, nothing good has come of this. And I, I saw no. your boy Ted Cruz talk, uh. Last week, so. <laughs> you mean the head of the Klan rally? <laughs> Grand wizard? Not, not oh, yeah, a good kind of wizard like Fogarty, then. Yeah, he's a, he's a bad wizard. Fogarty's a good wizard. The wizard of Waverly Place. <laughs> he's like Ted Cruz is the, w- the wicked wizard of the West. Or no, the East. And Tom Fogarty is the, w- the wicked wizard of the of the West Village. <laughs> that's right. That's right. That's right. And uh, the West Village is much more powerful than most of the East. So it's it's it's, it's a battle, though. It's a constant battle. That's that's what it's really about—a battle of wizards. Uh, you know, shutting down the government. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, if you put Ted Cruz and Tom Fogarty in it, like in a in a uh, a wrestling match, Tom Fogarty would kick the shit out of Cruz. I, I agree with that. I would like to see them, though, debating in the Capitol. I think that would be one of the most wonderful things to see ever. Uh, Tom Fogarty versus Ted Cruz in the Capitol. Debate. By the, by the way, <laughs> when I got home, I turned on the, the debate was on between Cory Booker and whoever the hell's running against him for Senate. <laughs> and uh, they, they like were arguing for a while, and then the moderator goes, Okay, well, we we don't have time for closing statements, so we're gonna have to end it there. And I just think, like, what what kind of debate doesn't allow the closing statements? Like, how how could right. you not? I guess they got in this whole tirade about abortion and how they disagree on it, and and that wound up taking up the time that it would have happened. The closing statements would have. Oh, uh, okay. Yeah, I, they, I mean, they got a lot some time for closing statements. Then 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 the. The uh, the person mediating this uh, debate didn't do a good job. They should shut them up, 
and uh, shut them down, just like the government, uh, before before they get into their closing statements. Uh, that's the most important part of the uh, the, uh, the debate, really. I mean, one part of it is the argument and how they respond. The other part is how they end it off. I thought uh, that can be the key. That can be the key to a lot of victories. Like I thought George W. Bush's closing statements, even though he failed the entire debate, uh, I think the last the, the three debates, uh, his closings were a lot better than Al Gore. And I think those, mm-hmm. you know, left an emotional uh, connection with people, especially when he was talking about his family. You know, I, uh, uh, you know, I could just see America crying and weeping when, when he was talking about his family, his alcoholism and things like that. So, yeah, the closings should be definitely, they should have made time for that. Yeah, uh, yeah, I mean, bad, bad moderation, like bad moderator. Uh, so right. the, the, I was I walked into um, McDonald's the other night. Don't get any fucking ideas. I walked in there to get money out of the ATM because that's where I bank. I bank at McDonald's. So I walked in to get money out of the ATM from my bank, otherwise known as Mickey D's. And uh, the, uh, the it was it was like late at night, and there were kids in there, like eighteen year old kids. And I guess there was some issue with the McChicken or some sort of chicken dish. And so then one of the kids goes, this is chicken nightmares. <laughs> well, that's got to be a nightmare. If he's talking about it like that, arguing over a mixed chicken. Oh, man, mixed chicken nightmare. <laughs> I believe he was referring to the show Kitchen Nightmares, which, by the way, Andrew Mandrew, the manger of the he, Amanda Bandrew, he is obsessed with all these cooking and bar rescue, all these kitchen nightmares, hell kitchen, all these cooking shows. He's obsessed with them. You know, I feel like he would be an amazing chef, Andrew Bandrew. No, he wouldn't. He can't even hold a knife and fork normally. Yeah, you're right. You're right about that. Great kid, though. Great kid. I feel like he would be like, all this shit would be all over the floor. He would just go nuts <laughs> chopping stuff up. You know, Jay is a chef, though. Uh, really? Oh, yeah, of course. Yeah, yeah he's, 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 he's a, a uh, He's, he's a five-star chef, right? He's he's one of the classically trained chefs. Big Jay. <laughs> <laughs> you, ever try, uh, to go, you ever try to go dancing with your friends? Dancing with my friends? Uh... Sometimes I did that a long time ago. Uh, you know, in, in, I think it was high school. I went to some club. It was like DJRE in Milford, uh, and it was very strange. It was very awkward, extremely awkward. First of all, we can't. Well, we all can't dance. Secondly, uh, you know, nobody was interested in us on the dance floor. So it was like me and three other guys dancing together. Awkward. <laughs> <laughs> uh, John, we, you, a lot of people they call you a lot of names. The Playboy of the Western World, uh, Great City Playboy, um, Doctor Drunathan Weeks, Jamariquai, uh, and because people love telling you about their problems. And we have a caller six four six. Where are you checking in from? What's your name? I say my picture found me. <laughs> Hi, what? how you doing? Hi, hey, my picture phones. Me. Oh my God, this is. Hi. 
What what seems to be the problem with your picture phone? I hate them. I've got so many of them. (laughs) (laughs) You've got a lot of pictures on your phone. No, she's saying she has a lot of picture phones. Why is that? You know why. I don't. You know why. No, we we don't. This is... Well, when I was growing up, my mom used to have these boxes of photos in our house, and she would pull them out for company, like, you know, here's the christening, here's the first day of school. And now nobody has the pictures, so I just have all these phones. I have a phone for the first day of school. I have a phone for the first day of work. I have a phone for the first time that I brought my dog to the vet. I have a phone for the first pee he took outside by himself. I have a phone from the first time I broke up with my boyfriend. I have a phone from the first Valentine he ever gave me. I have a phone of my skinny dress. I have a phone of myself in my skinny jeans. Oh my I have a phone of my Match.com <laughs> pictures. I have a phone of my sh- my grocery list for shop, right? Yeah. I have a phone of my favorite New York tourist destinations. <laughs> Tell me, what, what do you recommend that uh, this woman does about uh, having all these phones? Well, I feel so overwhelmed. Well, I mean, what's your name in the first place? You don't need to know. Oh, geez. Okay, all right. Jim, okay, don't ask, all right. don't tell. Don't ask, don't tell. Okay, all right. Um, I, I don't, I don't understand why you have so many pictures of this because. Because uh, I have a phone for my first communion. I have oh, a phone okay, for my right, first okay, day. Okay. I have a phone for the day I quit smoking. Okay, I have a okay, phone for the day I start smoking again. I have, know, I have a phone for the 21st birthday. I have a phone for the time that the quit with the phones. Start taking pictures with one phone and use that phone for the duration of its life. Uh, but she didn't want to hear all my phones. She needs to put all her photos in her shoebox because that's what her mother taught her growing up. So she needs. Why would you ask one... me about my phones if you didn't want to know about my phones? I'm telling you, I only got to like five phones and you just started talking over me. What is this? <laughs> Okay, you can continue We're with your you phone. I, I, I mean, you got to do something about these phones. You, don't I got a, a phone for the first time on apple picking. Oh, I have a phone God. for, well, for the apple crisp I made picking. with the apples. I have a phone <laughs> of the pumpkins that I painted. I have a oh, phone of my, my Halloween costume from 2011. <laughs> I have a phone for my Halloween costume for 2012 and my Halloween costume for the day after Halloween on 2012 because someone had a party the day after Halloween, which was weird, but my costume was actually better than the original Halloween, so I got uh, a new phone, a phone for that. You have a phone for the best of Blaze and Rye show? I mean, what do I have a phone for? Uh, the backstage of Blaze and Rye show. You should have. You definitely should have. I don't a phone have any this. photos of that. That's completely audio. Why would I have a photo phone of, a, of the audio <laughs> show? <laughs> you bring up a good point. You should take a picture of yourself on the phone on the radio. I should take a picture of myself talking on the phone with my phone. Yeah, now you need to get a new phone. See, that's the only occasion where I would have a phone for. Seriously, get a new right phone. Now. Do what? <laughs> I'll send you a phone for that. You're going to send it. Are you going to have a messenger bring it over? 
<laughs> I live in the boonies. Who's going to bring me the it's phone? I live in the boonies. I'm in Vermont. I can bring, I, the, the entire state is the boonies. There are no phones in Vermont. Do you think <laughs> that Verizon is open right now? Yeah, what yeah, are you yeah, doing yeah. in Vermont? I have a phone of my first trip to Vermont. It's of different kinds of maple syrup. Uh, it, it is. It's good maple syrup, but it, you know, don't need a phone. I'm diabetic. I never ate it. I don't know why you're telling me about it, but I have these gorgeous photos. <laughs> you, no, you have my photo phone of my maple syrup. <laughs> I met a, I met a gorgeous cow in Vermont. Don't get funny with me. It was just a cow. I took some pictures of it. I got a photo. I mean, the cows are friendly it. here. They're, they are friendlier in Vermont. The cows. They are. You don't but, know anything. Uh, what? Oh my goodness! Stop it with the phones. You gotta get something else. Uh, you know, I don't know what's good to be obsessed about. Maybe pencils. They're cheaper. I mean, uh, I used to collect pencils. Those are fun. And you know, you're just is telling that, me. Is that that she's okay? The reason that she has a bunch of phones is because her mother taught her to stack her photos up in a shoebox when she was a kid. So now each photo she takes. She needs a new phone for because she's stacking up the phones in the shoebox. That's just uh, right. Who is this person on this show doesn't telling me about pencils? Pencils don't take photos. <laughs> okay, well, if your problem is backing up photos, you can back them up on a computer, back them up on an external hard drive. Back them up? What are you
you know, I can't even think properly now. <laughs> oh my God! Uh, she's got to get rid of those phones. She has an obsession with this, this, the photos on the phones. Oh. <laughs> I, I still can't believe she doesn't have a phone for the uh, backstage displays. Why? I would have a phone for that. That's a momentous occasion. I disagree with her on this one. <laughs> I, I don't know. I don't know. Tom Fogarty! Damn, y'all didn't even get me wet first. <laughs> oh, oh. Didn't even lose oh, you about that. Uh, what's, no. what's going on with you? Nothing. I just got all engrossed in this damn law and order tonight. <laughs> oh, yeah? Is it good? Yeah. Well, you know my love affair with Mariska Hargitay. But tonight well, yeah. she's having to sit in the car and listen to her boyfriend, who's undercover, uh... Get a blowjob from a hooker. Cool. He's going to yeah. get the clap. They're really turning it up this year. <laughs> you know, her boyfriend is that guy who played Dennis on 30 Rock, and he was shooting something a few years ago and got a bacterial infection and had to lose, uh, like, one of his fingers and part of his uh, – and, and two of his toes. Oh, gross, bro. Well, that's not so bad. At least he didn't lose his dick. <laughs> he's he's yeah, about to with that hooking that trick hoe now. Yeah. <laughs> um, Sire, who have you got for us tonight for the Hot Mess Award? Well, I got two good hot messes and one just just total like shit show hot mess. That damn new song of Britney's. Oh. I don't mind the video, but that song. I mean, it could it, it's uh, is it a muskrat singing that? What the hell is that? <laughs> Maserati. You want a Maserati? <laughs> what the hell is that song? She has lost her mind. Oh, she has. And I think she confused the song with a directive her daddy gave her, because doesn't he still sort of like run the conservatorship because, you know, when she was declared uh, wacky a Amanda few years Barnes. ago, she was, she, she was he sort of took control of the funds and everything? Well, I think yeah. he might have, you know, mumbled something to the effect of work, bitch, and she just thought that was her new song. <laughs> <laughs> I thought Britney got it together, and then, and I guess she didn't. I thought so, too, but I really don't think so. I mean, I think this, you know, what, 300 shows over two years in Vegas, I mean, she must really be needing the money. Yeah. Oh, well, I guess so. And who's your second yeah. hot mess? Well, my second hot mess, and it's a good hot mess, is that damn Miley Cyrus. She just keeps ticking. I mean, what she did on the on SNL this week, and then like followed that up right away with getting Matt Lauer all hot and bothered and under the collar and shit. I mean, it's just, she's just rocking it. And all she said, she wanted to, you know, make a splash, and she's doing it. She's twerking it. She's doing it. You know, and then you got this, like, Shit show, old disgruntled. Is she lesbian now? Is she still a preacher? What is she, Sinead O'Connor? <laughs> you know, it's like, 
if I recall, Miley has done SNL twice now and gotten rave reviews for it. And Sinead, as much as I loved her music, got her ass booed off when she tore up the picture of the Pope. Yeah. So, you know, one person, one woman, like, asserting themselves and being strong when it's, like, her in doing it is okay, but Miley's 20 friggin' years old, for God's sakes. Mm-hmm. You know, she's just, just having fun. And yeah. the bitch is laughing all the way to the bank. Good All point. the way to the bank. I mean, uh, what, both YouTube and SoundScan, these last two singles and videos have had the most views and clicks worldwide of any right. songs or videos ever. From that viewpoint, she was very successful, very smart. Yeah, I agree with that. Yep. No, that's all she set out to do. And isn't that yeah. what Madonna did 30 years ago? Right, right. Yeah, same mm-hmm. thing. And Britney sort of had it going for a while until she went ape shit. <laughs> now, as you recall, she wore a snake out to the VMAs once. She did the whole uh, spit swap with Madonna once. Mm-hmm. You know, she knew how to stay on top, and that was basically by just being shocking. Right. That's true. Yeah. When you say stay on top, do you mean in a sexual fashion? All, all the above. <laughs> all the above. Uh, I mean, who is your third hot mess? My last one is, and oh my God, would I love to have been there. I don't know if you've seen this about Coolio. Have you seen no, the video you that's on YouTube? Something. I saw that. You posted no. it. Yeah, that was a, yeah that was he, he is touring, who knew, in Europe right now, and he was in England, and he did a show, I guess, in Lan- Lancashire which is where the University of Central Lancashire is. And he took to some of the kids that were at the show, decided to go home with them. After, I guess, you know, everybody got their buzz on, he went out to the local store and got provisions to make his favorite chicken dish that he's created himself called Chicken a la Dam. No idea what the ingredients are, but Coolio and Chicken a la Dam, I've had the feeling is going to be pretty good. Anyway, these kids started jamming. You know, one of them played the acoustic guitar. And next thing you know, they all have their little iPhones out, and they're recording the fact that they're all singing along with Coolio to Gangsta Paradise. Oh, that's very cool. I mean, it's just, you know, that... Not that I was ever as big as Coolio, but I remember years of touring Europe. You know, and sometimes you just want to feel like you're at home and you're with right. people. Oh, yeah. And I thought that was great yeah. that he just took it upon himself. I mean, fucking made dinner for these kids. Yeah, it's classic. Oh, well, I mean, it's just like he just yeah. wanted something else other than the the kiss-ass, you know, thing that he knows he's got to do after shows and stuff. Right. I can certainly relate to that. I mean, I was only in London for a semester, but, yeah, there there were many times when I just, you know, I, there was no way I could get home, and I just wanted to be home for, you know, a couple minutes a day. Yeah. Yeah. yeah the real right there. special what? experience I had in my life was in London. Oh, yeah? And as much as I love the city, I, you know, it was just, it was, it was indeed a shit show. And I was <laughs> stuck there for three and a half months, I was supposed to be there for six months, but when it came time to actually do the tour after we had done the piece, I just decided to hell with that. There's no, there's no way I could stay on the road with this guy. 
I would. I, wow. It's just. It's just a messed up. It's just your classic, like, really like bad egomaniacal director who's got to keep people under their thumb by doing like you know fucking mental games on them all the time. Mm-hmm. So the fact that I was a uh, 50-year-old man and stuck in this position, and there were 20-year-olds from Greece and Australia and all over the world who were like, you know, in their rooms crying themselves tonight, you know, to bed nightly. Yeah. It was just ridiculous. It was ridiculous. Well, you know, Sire, I was John, Weiss, this, you know, John Weiss has been playing uh, maniacal games with my head tonight. Uh-oh. I have? What do you mean? What are you doing talking about? Oh, what you okay. told Mickey I... that you hated the show? Uh oh, it's it's a love hate, you know. It's a love hate. Uh oh, wow. No, no, no. I knew that affected you. I was just kidding around. It was a joke. It was a joke. He just hates your portion. He really likes my portion. I, that's uh-huh. right. I love his portion. He loves the hot mess we... and the jerk off. Where, where, speaking of the jerk off, where did you say you keep the joke? You probably got up my anus somehow. <laughs> anus. You know, listen, I love this show. Come on, I, 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 you know, I won't do the show unless I love it. Come on, just you know, that, that was just a joke. That was a joke. That was a joke. <laughs> All right, let's uh, let's kick off that jack off, uh, uh, sire. Um, do you have your lubricant ready? I'm lube, baby. John Weeks, do you have your uh, gold bond cream ready? <laughs> well, I do. I, should, I got that ready, baby. Let's go. All right, let's get away. There's a new bond out that I want to get a hold of. Have you seen this yet? What is it? It's a gold bond spray. It's really? like a, oh, yeah. a, a, a talky mist. Oh. So you don't have to use the powder anymore. You can, like, you know, mist your ass. I like yeah. that. <laughs> I know. Would, I you, would, you, would you be literally missing your ass? You wrecked them. Yeah. Miss your ass. I like that. Miss your ass. <laughs> now we're back with the armadillo. <laughs> okay, Weeksy baby, Tommy. you're up. All right, I'm up, up. Okay, I'm up here. The sign-up on the Obamacare website, health.gov, began last week. Eager participants were met with website crashes and error messages. Fortunately, most of the uninsured visitors will be dead before the website issues get resolved anyway. Thanks, Obama. Waka waka. (laughs) Dana Brody from Homeland was recently voted the most hated character on television. Coming in a close second was Michelle, it's my party, I can say what I want, to Bachman. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Fox News' Megyn Kelly kicked off her new primetime Fox News show by asking Ted Cruz, what's it like to be the most hated man in America? Cruz responded by saying, I don't know, I haven't spoken to Billy Bush in a hot minute. Oh, that's hot. <laughs> On Monday's Late Show with David Letterman, Tom Hanks revealed that he has type 2 diabetes, and he looks fabulous. Between him and that racist cooking lady's weight loss after their diagnoses, I got to get you some of that diabetes. 
<laughs> that was a well done joke. That was great. Thank you. <laughs> Diabetes. I'll be lubed all night. <laughs> Mike, motorcyclist Edwin Mieses was part of the biker gang attack on an SUV with a family in, in it in New York City last weekend. The driver of the SUV, Alexian Lean, ran him over, causing two broken legs and spinal fractures. In unrelated news, tomorrow is the ninth anniversary of Christopher Reeve's death. Aww. Oh, man. Rest in peace. I'm not proud Giddy of that up. one. I'm not proud of it. Giddy up. Federal <laughs> chance. A biker arrested in the SUV assault slipped off reporters in court this week. He has 21 prior arrests for charges that include gun possession and robbery. Man, it's a good thing he's black. Now we can be certain this comeback will end up beyond bars. <laughs> this story, I mean, it just gets worse. There were five off-duty police officers and two detectives on the scene of the SUV attack. And unrelated news, a little boy drowned in a pool while seven lifeguards stood around and did nothing. Oh, man. Fox News' Anna Koyman fell for a fake story that said President Obama is using his own money to fund a Muslim museum during the government shutdown. She tweeted, just... Just met with producers. I made a mistake yesterday after receiving flawed research about a museum possibly closing. My apologies. Won't happen again. It's important to note that this flawed research was from the National Report, a parody newspaper. It turns out Coyman also thought Dan Aykroyd, Phil Hartman, Daryl Hammond, Dana Carvey, and Will Ferrell were all really the presidents of the United States. Yep. And that bitch thinks The Onion is all the news that's fit to print. Yep. (laughs) In a recent documentary, New York Audubon Society Executive Director Glenn Phillips provided some valuable insights as to why pigeons are valuable assets to New York City. Upon watching the documentary, John Weeks had a nervous breakdown. <laughs> Man, you sounded like Mandrew on that joke. It was just like, in a recent documentary, New York Audubon Society. <laughs> Okay, I may have a nervous breakdown getting through this one. (laughs) Anderson Cooper went in on GOP rep Paul Labrador after Labrador accused Cooper of being unfair to Republicans. Cooper said, I don't have a stake in this. This is the way it works in journalism. When you're not of Fox News, you get contentious interviews. When you're not on MSNBC, you're a liberal. You get contentious interviews. My job is to ask you questions that are different than you think, just as my guest, who's a Democrat, I'm going to ask the same kinds of questions that push us back on their positions. Which position is that, I wonder? Waka, waka, waka. (laughs) That's what a journalist does, said Cooper. Labrador responded by saying, my God, you're a handsome man. The two made out. Now there's your 360 right there. Zing! (laughs) Damn, you look fine, you white albino devil, you. (laughs) The silver fox. I don't do those shows anymore, but I do Anderson. Oh, Lord. Oh, Lord, it is. Police discovered what video Mac- of Wait, what about Macklemore? Sire, what about Macklemore? Oh, hell yeah. <laughs> Both of them. 
Police discovered video of an Ohio daycare worker, Heather Kuhn, engaging in sexual conduct with an unknown infant. Now, I've seen the video, and in her defense, that baby was hot. Aww. <laughs> Why she got to be named Kuhn? Yeah, I know. I was thinking that, too. I was afraid someone was going to take it somewhere racist when you sure you didn't get that joke national thing. report? <laughs> That's right. Never mind. <laughs> September 23rd. Oh. <laughs> on September 23rd, San Francisco man Nicom Surfacason pulled Bless out you. a 45 caliber pistol, raised it, pointed it across the aisle, put it down, and continued to pull it out multiple times on a train, even wiping his gun with the wiping his nose with the handgun. Absorbed in their phones, not one of the dozens of passengers reacted until he fired a bullet into the back of Justin Valdez, a uh, college sophomore at San Francisco State University. Like I said, we Smartphones make people dumb drones. That's right. I got to agree with that. Ah. <laughs> On her own network show, I love this woman, Ayanna Van Zant asked Terrell Owens how he was doing. I'll be okay, Owens said quietly. Van Zant said, no, you're not. You're a 40-year-old veteran athlete who doesn't have a team with no vision about what to do next Four children who are looking up to him. Owen scratched his head and responded, Well, damn, I was okay. <laughs> 70-year-old New Hampshire Level 3 registered sex offender Peter Bartoloni has been charged with brutally beating his roommate to death with a sledgehammer. I was so shocked by this story, weeks in Fogarty. I mean, so shocked. How is a 70-year-old man going to have a roommate? Uh, <laughs> I don't know. It's, it's probably in all of our futures, unfortunately. Oh, man. <laughs> Especially if Obamacare doesn't come through. Oh. A passenger with no flying experience safely landed a light airplane at a British airport after the pilot became incapacitated, officials said Wednesday. No word, however, on who the young man flying below the plane with the blue tights and red cape on was. There we go. That 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 makes up for the Christopher Reeve joke, I think. <laughs> That's right. It does. Giddy up. Superman. <laughs> and we're back. China's Hua Ding Awards recently honored Nicolas Cage as the best Global actor. Also yeah. taking home awards were Carrot Top for Best Comedian, Magic Johnson for Greatest Late Night Host of All Time, Joey Lawrence for Best Global Musician, and Fred Phelps for Best Civil Rights Activist. Yeah! <laughs> I like that. That's a good one. A recent study shows 16 ways the Europeans are better than we are at life, indicating better health care and public transportation. Another thing they're also better at is smelling like shit. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> yes. Some of them bitches is a good place for a stick up. <laughs> Police in London recently had to extract a man's penis from a toaster. Fogarty, you never told me you went to London? Hey. <laughs> <laughs> oh, the, Backstreet Boys, 
<laughs> the Backstreet Boys single in a world like this debuted at number 34 on the Billboard Adult Pop song charts this week, marking their highest debut ever. Coming in at number 10, Penis in a Toaster by The Lonely Island. Pearl Jam frontman Eddie Vedder said, I almost wish bad things happen. I almost wish bad things happen. Jesus Christ. (laughs) Easy Eddie to say, I almost wish bad things upon these people when talking about opponents of gun control. When gun enthusiasts asked, why should we listen to you, Vedder said, can't find a better man. And find a better man. And find a better man.
All right, that's Bye-bye. Jack off for the week. Uh, Tom Fogarty, thank you so much for the hot mess awards and jacking off with us. We will catch you next week, sire. You got it, boo boo. Take care, man. All right, I want a Maserati. I want a Maserati. <laughs> I want a Maserati. I want a Maserati. He probably got up my anus somehow. <laughs> um, okay, so we. I need a time check. How much? How much time you got left? You got fifteen minutes left in you, or what? So I, I got time. Yeah, I got. I got fifteen twenty. Yeah. Okay. Um, so the reason I brought up dancing like an hour ago was because uh, the, uh, what's it call it, um, uh, any time that anybody uh, goes out, like any time we all plan on going out dancing in New York, something bad always happens and it never works out. Like last Friday I thought it was finally going to be fine, and then I get to the bar where people are dancing and it's fun, it's good music, but the people I'm with won't stop complaining about how loud it is. <laughs> <laughs> You're at a dance club, of course it's going to be loud. Oh, my gosh. It was so annoying. It, and, I mean, it was just a bar with dancing, and there was a uh, – and, and you know what? They played a Crystal Waters song, and she was just on my show recently, and that was like, oh, this is awesome. Uh, but these, these ladies, you know, they uh, they can't handle the noise. Uh, what if, Maybe the normal thing is these ladies that get their cocks cut in a ditch. <laughs> <laughs> What is that? That's a common complaint now when we're like, uh, you know, 30 and above about places being too loud. I, I complain about that, too. I don't know what what that is. Have, have our ears just not been able to uh, you know, customize, customize ourselves to music like that or what? I don't know what's going on. <laughs> so, I don't know. What I, mean, I, I, I was fine in there. I, I don't I don't know. It's uh, it's It was disheartening because we finally got together and uh, it didn't really – pan out well when I woke up on Coney Island. <laughs> I feel like when I say that, people imagine me like waking up on the beach, like wash the shore. That's what I said. When you say that, I imagine you like on a, a merry-go-round, sleeping on a merry-go-round in the early morning hours, like three in the morning, just going around. And around. <laughs> that reminds me, there was this guy, one time I worked at a temp job in a trailer park in Silmar, California, and it was like there was me, there was this like uh, janitor, and then there was like some guy who worked there named Jim. And Jim was this old white guy with a long beard. And uh, I remember he sat down in my office when I was covering for their receptionist for those two weeks. And he was like, uh, he's telling these stories. And one of the stories was like, I got so drunk one night that I. Uh, I woke up on the beach, and uh, sitting next to me was this, uh, it must have been about four-foot-tall Korean woman. And I said, I have to get the hell out of here. <laughs> and then, and I'll never forget, he's the first person I ever heard say the phrase, bumping uglies. Oh, uh, they, they were bumping uglies. And I totally forgot about him until recently, and I wanted to tell you about him. And now that I have, I don't feel any better. <laughs> Well, it's funny you should say that. There's a gym with a white beard that sits right next to me, actually, at work. Are all gyms oh, yeah. uh, older men with white beards? I wonder. And he was <laughs> in a war. He was he was in Vietnam, so I don't know. Strange. Yeah, this this guy had to have. I hope he was in a war. Otherwise, I, nothing could explain his behavior. That's not nice. Um, 
so on Monday's show, John Week Monday, the Blazing Ride proper show. Um, yeah. It was catastrophic. It sucked. What, what happened? Ass. So. Oh. What happened was Tamika and I were doing the panel, and it was fine. Mm -hmm. And then we brought on our first guest, Gabriela Pepino, a Brazilian jazz singer, who was Mm -hmm. delightful and lovely. And um, at some point, uh, Tamika totally dropped off the the switchboard. So she was gone. So I didn't have, you know, I didn't have anyone to throw it to. And I was like, where the hell did she go? So then I'm texting her. You know where the where are you? What's are you okay? Whatever, and I'm texting her on the iPad because I'm on the phone, obviously. And then Gabriella Pepino starts sounding like she's in Waterworld with Ben Costner <laughs> and Kevin Costner. And and then uh, like I was texting Tamika on my iPad, and for some reason the iPad switched to my friend Matt, and I wound up saying to Matt, "I'm worried about you," but I meant to say it to Tamika. So then he was like, "What are you talking about?" What? And I was like, "Well, this is awkward now." Uh, but I was talking to him as if he was Tamika for, like, five messages. Anyway, Tamika just responded by saying, I got a problem here. How is it? I got a problem here. And so then Gabriela Pepino, she gets off the line. I still don't hear from Tamika. So I start playing the next guy who's supposed to call in, uh, Nick Hill Carula from the Nick Hill Carula Band. And in his bio, it said, like, this guy's played with Dave Matthews Band, John Mayer, Fish. He has played with every douchey artists you can imagine just all the douches all the douches so this guy i'm playing his music in anticipation for him to come on the show and no call from him still no call still no call still no call so i'm playing like the third song of his i usually don't play any of their songs until after we talked a little bit play the third Mm -hmm. song that i'm playing of his and then tamika calls back in so i cut off that fucking song immediately because, well, I mean, music, you know, it's uh, not really my cup of tea anyway. So I cut off the song. And uh, Tamika, I, I was like, What's, what, are you back? What happened? And she said, let me put it this way. I'm just glad the NYPD didn't shoot me on sight. Oh, man. And oh, apparently she, she had, there was there's this old white lady roommate of hers that I guess they took in you know, as their roommate, but didn't know she was deranged, and I guess she was threatening Tamika, and uh, at one point, people were, like, coming to the old white lady's defense, but then Tamika was like, no, no, I'm a medic, like, when the cops got there, and then people came to Tamika's defense and saying, like, no, she is, she's, you know, she's cool, she's 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 here to help people, not hurt people, and uh, then, like, So it was a whole big story about, you know, the cops came, there was this old lady, and Tamika was telling the story to me on the radio with the lady in the next room over, you know, so she could hear her and stuff. And then, at, and she was like, you know, I'm, I, frankly, I don't know what to do tonight, and I'm thinking in my head, Jonathan, I'm thinking like, well, I should really, uh, you know, offer my couch for her to stay on. And I, I like, I didn't want to do it on the radio in case I changed my mind after her. And but the thing is, she didn't feel safe, so of course I was going to, but I was kind of making an empty gesture, you know, one you don't really hope they don't really take you up on. You know what I mean? <laughs> right, right, right. Yes, yes. That's right. Most yeah. of my gestures are empty gestures, actually. Yes. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, uh, yeah, like like doing the show, apparently. Oh, you stop it. You thought I was serious. Listen, I will tell you the truth. I took today off as a sick day. I haven't done nothing all day. But anticipate this show. I'm, I'm serious about that. I, just, I don't usually take sick days, but when 
I do. I'm always uh, on time for the uh, the backstage. Oh my right God! Here. Is this your first? This is your first sick day ever on the on the new. It job. is. It, I'm I'm losing it. I'm uh, I'm getting burned out. Uh, that's that's just that's all I can say about that. It's uh, but I made sure to come on this show because this show is therapy for me. It's very important to me. That was a joke, Dan. That was a joke. <laughs> uh, are Are you sick? Sick? No. I'm, well, yeah, supposed to be, but uh, uh, mostly, but mostly, mostly in the head. Mostly in the head. <laughs> yeah. Um, so. So then I, you know, I, after the show, I didn't offer it on the air, but then I texted Tamika, yeah, you, uh, do you, are you okay? Do you need to stay here? And thank God she never responded. But then the next day, uh, she was saying she still, she was very tired and she felt really awful. And um, <laughs> it was it was a hot mess. And so, you know, you have me awkwardly fumbling to myself when the guy is not calling in. And mm-hmm. Tamika's disappeared. Gabriella Pepino is, sounds like 10 Dennis Hopper. In Mario Brothers, <laughs> it's just a nightmare. But you see, that's why that show, your regular show on Monday, is the best show on earth. Because you could go through that many issues, and you, you still come out strong. You still finish the show. You still wrap it up. You still have a show. And that's what's amazing about you and your Monday show. That's why I say it's the best show on earth. You know, this show tonight is the second best, right? You know, but the, that's, that's incredible. And that's what makes the show interesting, right? At least we could get him on and explain her story. I would rather listen to that. You know, that's, that's <laughs> it good did, It did make for radio. And then I had the David Bowers come on and do music news, so he was hearing that too, and it was a fascinating it was a fascinating end to the show. It's just like maybe about a half hour of it sucked. Yeah, that's all right. Uh, you know, uh, <laughs> half of my life sucks. But, you know, that's <laughs> just the way. Last week we talked about, uh, last week we talked about what if Billy Joe and Billy Joel got a, a band together. And uh, and you said you said this. I mean, it would be insane. It could be great or it could be terrible, but I would listen to it either way. <laughs> <laughs> I would, and I stand by that statement. That it would be an incredible <laughs> band. You could call you could call it the Billy Goats, the Billy Joe Two, or you know the, uh, the the Billies, the Billy Joels, the Billy Joes. You know, B Two, the the Billy Goats, the Mighty the Goats. B2s, I like the B Fifty Twos. No, that's <laughs> no, that's that's taken by the Talking Heads. And the next one, uh, uh, the next clip we're gonna play. This is uh, remember the the guy, the waiter. When I asked him, "Isn't that song awesome about shared? You believe in life after love?" Is what I was like, "Isn't that an awesome song though?" And the waiter goes, "Maybe like awesomely bad." And I just think, oh, you know, it, it, what? <laughs> I like your your reaction there. I was really disturbed. Awesomely bad? It's not a bad song. That's a, that's a comeback song. I think that's one of her best songs. So do I. And speaking of disturbed, last week at some point you were talking about something and you said, that is disturbing. That's how I do. I'm very disturbing. We joyriding over here, but it's disturbing joyriding. <laughs> what did you mean by that? I enjoy <laughs> Well, joy riding usually means you go out for a fun ride and have a good time. But, you know, I'm not. I'm going 90 miles an hour joy riding. You know, maybe there's a cliff off the edge there. I'm going to drive into it. Maybe there's a wall there. But it's it's really hazardous but fun joy riding. That's how I do. You know, I'm very disturbed. <laughs> That's amazing. And then you got so disturbed last week that you started doing Can I go? Can I go? Can I go, please? Can I go? <laughs> what was that? What was I even talking about? Can I go? Can I go? Can I go? Please, can I go? Was that me or was that Easton? 
Is that beer? I think you were imitating. You were imitating Ethan, I believe. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's not bad. You do a much better Ethan, though. You do a better Ethan than Ethan does, quite frankly. Uh, I agree. Uh, and then we were talking about how Beamarsh didn't know who Arctic Monkeys were and who he must be confusing them with. Uh, Arctic <laughs> Monkeys. I, maybe he's confusing them with Snow Patrol, just because they have that kind of icy coldness to them, you know? <laughs> what? I don't know. <laughs> oh. See, that's what I'm talking about, disturbed. That's a disturbing joke. <laughs> In your laugh, it sounded like that was Charles Lee Ray. <laughs> Does it Charles Lee Ray sound like an old singer? Charles Lee Ray. One of the best old time rag singers of all time. I like that name. I, I might just change my name to Charles Lee Ray. Call me Charles Lee Ray. Like a pre- sounds like a presidential assassin. <laughs> it does. It does, actually. It does. It does. What are you saying? It sounds like a ragtime star? Yeah, like a ragtime singer, yeah. Now it's just a Charles Lee Ray on the banjo. And, and the Ray Tones or something. Here's, here's uh, we were continuing to talk about Arctic Monkeys and how he must be confusing them with either Snow Patrol or Snow, and here's what happened. <laughs> Somewhat partially, that does sound like the actual snow song is former. That's not the way. <laughs> I don't. I've never. Heard, I don't think I've ever heard a snow song. Don't ever listen to it. Don't ever. Don't even go near it. <laughs> and then during the joke off, this happened. I think. What? Okay, okay here we go. <laughs> here. What? Okay, here we go. <laughs> and Fogarty, the Fogarty during uh, the tag team Yeah, you guys were tag teaming with the, the old dildo. There <laughs> we go. Uh, Fogarty during the joke off had that uh, weird thing to say about the uh, the blowjob. Remember? I remember that. Yes. Here's what he said. But then you got to make sure you don't have a lot of, you know, little things like a marble or two in that top drawer because every time they hit, the head hits it, they roll around and shit. <laughs> <laughs> that's true. I didn't think of that. That's, that's brilliant. Yeah. <laughs> I wouldn't know, of course. Yeah. Neither of us were expecting that. I've ever heard in my life. That's uh, what? That's the most random... Uh, right. comments about blowjobs I've ever heard in my life. You know he got one. And he, you know he hit his head on a table and marbles were flying all over the damn place. <laughs> Fogarty lost his marbles while his cock was getting sucked <laughs> by Matt I like that. I like that. That was, that's genius. That's genius, Jerry. That's gold. That's gold, Jerry. Oh, I thought you called me Cher. Share, share. I'll call you Sherry. How about Sherry? Sherry and Sherry Seinfeld combined. Sherry and Jerry Seinfeld. Nope. Uh, this, 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 this one. Oh, and then during the joke off, we were talking about the uh, the Congress and the government shutdown, and this happened. <laughs> 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 
No one dance. No one dance. <laughs> what? what was that? <laughs> that, was <terrible. laughs> that was terrible. That was his impression of drunken House of Representatives. Oh, okay, that makes sense. Yeah, that sounded just like him, actually. That's <laughs> your boys, uh, your boys. Uh, this, by the way, is maybe my favorite clip of all time. And uh, this, we're talking about eating and how people disturb us while we're eating here. Get the fuck out. Away from my desk. I don't understand why they can't get the hint. I'm eating here. My mouth is chewing. You see me chewing food. Leave me alone. You know, I want to eat. Leave me alone. <laughs> Leave me alone. <laughs> Leave me alone. I'm eating here. My mouth is chewing. <laughs> <laughs> we got to play that one again. Get the yeah. fuck away from my desk. I don't understand. Why they can't get the hint? I'm eating here. My mouth is chewing. You see me chewing food. Leave me alone. You know I want to eat. Leave me alone. <laughs> <laughs> that, that is a classic quote. You sound really legitimately mad. You sound like you're throwing a napkin down on the floor. <laughs> this, today, oh by the way, at work today, I was finally like I finally thought I had some privacy to eat it. My salad at my desk. And then right when I'm about, like, I put my fork in, take a few bites, put that fork in, uh, Mars comes over to have a whole fucking conversation. <laughs> See, isn't that the most awkward? And, and you know what's more awkward than just eating your salad? How about tossing your salad in privacy? Why don't you leave me alone? <laughs> <laughs> Did you just say leave me alone, Jerry? <laughs> yes, exactly, yes. <laughs> you know? But, yes, I, eating is a private occasion that's for everybody else to disturb. It's not a sign on the wall that says, please come disturb me while I'm chewing. You know? It's, yeah. it's, it's, it's the most awkward position to be in while you're in your mid-chewing. And someone says, oh, hey, they want to start up a conversation with you. I get mad. I actually scowl at people. I, I scowl now. I, I, I've gotten very old. I, I, I scowl <laughs> and I moan. I'm like, oh, yeah. And I uh, do that very vividly. But um, anyway, it's, it's it's become an issue. This is, this is a real issue in the workplace. If we can tackle this issue, yes. every workplace will be more productive and effective. <laughs> same, same with the diarrhea. No more diarrhea and no more disturbance. And while you're talking to the people, you're, you're spitting the food all over the place, you know, because <laughs> you're forced to speak to them. And, by the way, nobody wants to see you toss your salad. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's right. All valid points, sir. All valid points. Damn it, these people want to be outside, well, they're going to get stuff on them, and I'm going to throw up all over them. <laughs> See, that's, that's what we're talking about, alcoholism. I am I am somewhat of an angry drunk. I'm not angry, but I'm very gutsy. Right? That's like all the inefficiencies you got. So, like, you know, if, if I'm drunk and there's people in my way, I am going to throw up all over the place, and that includes on them if they're in the way. Hey, you want to go out and have fun? This is fun. That includes on who? Includes on I, I, I throw up on everybody except oh, okay. for my friends. I, I don't I don't throw up on my friends, but I throw up on strangers. We'll play that one more time. Damn it! These, these people want to be outside. Well, they're gonna get stuff on them, and I'm gonna throw up all over them. <laughs> <laughs> I'm pissing in my mouth, baby. <laughs> what was that? What am I? I'm pissing in my mouth, baby. <laughs> <laughs> I'm listening for my baby.
I bet if you listen to this whole transcript and you listen to this whole thing, you 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 probably would notice about thirty personalities coming through uh, uh, via me. It's a little ridiculous, a little strange. <laughs> and then there was this. I don't know what this is, but it's something. It gets on my nerves when people like want to talk to me. More privacy. Oh, you wanted more privacy. Um, and John Weeks, uh, how long did you say you kept the jokes up your butt? A little longer than six years. Okay. <laughs> uh, and oh, oh, by the way, so last week we we sounded like Dennis Hopper in Speed. So I had to hang up and call back in. And when I called back in, and and th- this is what happened. I just want to point out <laughs> that this happens when you attempted to stall. Here. Okay. All right. Okay. This is gonna be tough. All right, um, uh, 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 <laughs> All right, I'll be right back. <laughs> I'm nervous here on the air. Um, yeah, so uh, the government shut down, huh? It's, uh, it's, it's, it's pretty bad. <laughs> what do you think about that? I think that I should never, ever host a radio show, ever. In my life. <laughs> You're hosting right now. What are you talking about? Well, you know, I'm 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 co-hosting, I guess. You know, I'm a you know, but I, 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 it gets nerve-wracking actually. I don't know why I'm nervous either, but it gets very nerve-wracking when you don't really you know screamed. what to talk about. And you screamed. What? You screamed. I did. I did. I was getting. I was disturbed. I, I didn't know what to talk about. Oh this my is a disturbing God. joyride. And then you say, oh, so there's, yeah, the government shutdown, that's sad. <laughs> <laughs> you found your way eventually, though. Yeah, finally, yeah. <laughs> that's a totally just uh, scared the hell out of everybody. <laughs> and, and this so was the last that was, clip that was from... Nikki who called in, right? Nikki was uh, called in with the phones, huh? What? Was that Nikki earlier who called in with the phone problem? Oh, yeah, now that I admitted it was Nikki, yes, it was. Damn you, Nikki. Damn you. <laughs> I know you two have a feud. Uh, and this is uh, the last clip we'll play from last week. This is when I went over something you said. You last Two weeks ago you said, uh, I mean, shut the fuck up, it was shared. <clears throat> and this is your response to when I when I asked you about that. No, that, 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 was, that, that was the wizard. Wasn't that the wizard? Here, and it's a disturbed <laughs> man. 
<laughs> well, that's what, you know, directors always say. Go as big as you can, and if we need to, we'll bring you back. You know, that's no right. director that's ever right. wants to see see tiny, you know, little choices and, and little characters. They want to see go big, and if you need us there, you know, to bring you back, we'll bring you back. It's it's actually a very difficult note to take, though. It is. And, and, and I have a good friend who has a great quote whenever we play poker, and I live by that quote now. Um, I don't know if that's a good thing. But he says, you know, whenever you're, you're playing conservative, you don't want to put in too much money. He says, scared money don't make money, Pippin. Say it again. <laughs> he says, uh, scared money don't make money, Pippin. He calls you Pippin? And Pippin, yeah. And, and he's, I think he's right. He's, he's absolutely correct. I was playing too conservative for a long time, uh, you know, and then I put in a little more money, get a little more confident. And that's how you play. That's how you win. That's how you make big bucks. Otherwise, you're never going to make a big splash, you know? Let me clarify. He's saying, he's saying scared of money make money? What's he saying? No, scared, like scared, actually scared money. You know, it's, it's just, uh, you know, scared money don't make money. You know, if you don't put hell? a lot of money in, you know. What the hell is scared sure? money and what's Ben Vereen got to do with this? <laughs> Well, scared money means, you know, he's basically saying, you know, if you're not confident enough to put in money on big money on your bets, you're never going to make big money back, you know, and uh, it's obvious, but it's just, uh, it's, 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 a, it's a good quote. It's just like big, go big or go home. It's the same thing, but as as applied <laughs> to poker. Yeah, that's pretty good. Uh, so <laughs> what uh, what do you think uh, Mousy, the dog that lives by herself, is doing right now? <laughs> I think Mousy is probably having tea time with her dolls. Meanwhile, jumping up on the table, pissing on one of the dolls, and drinking the piss from the cup, and then listening to our show at the same time. (laughs) (laughs) Is she drinking her own piss? Yes. (laughs) (laughs) She thinks it's tea. Um, That's all. It's what? Because she thinks it's tea. She, she, you sound like Andrew Manger in Waterworld tonight. <laughs> I'm walking around the woods. It's kind of scary out here. <laughs> what? what? Now, I mean, now, you know, if there's a murder in the woods, we know that it was you tomorrow. <laughs> that's right. That's, that's right. Now you know. The more you know. <laughs> uh, so... Um, yeah, what if it was, like, murderers and serial killers and stuff doing those The More You Know ads? <laughs> and, like, the, it, it wasn't that nice music it has. It was, like, thrashing guitar. Like, <laughs> <laughs> it was, like, It's a Sandman by uh, Metallica or something. <laughs> <laughs> like, uh, uh, Jeffrey Dahmer up there saying, This is how you nicely pack heads in a freezer. <laughs> and then Mario runs the Mariano Rivera comes out. Uh-huh. The more you know. Um, and what's your favorite what's your favorite scene in She's the Main Man with a Bang the Main Man? Alright, this one is kinda of wrong. I don't know if you wanna hear this one. But it's oh, my we got, absolute we got time. We joyride. It we joyride. It's my absolute favorite a mind the body sign and then she's the mind mind with the mind the body mind. Okay. She she plays this character whose name is Colonel Jessup. I guess she's like a colonel or something. And she's all you with Tom Cruise's character. 
who is uh, Lieutenant Cappy in uh, the deck, the the the, the, the corp there, and uh, he's a lawyer, and he, he uh, you know, Jessup's on the stand, and he's asking questions, and they're they're, they're, they're arguing over something like Code Red. I, I think that's a Gatorade drink or uh, something like that, or uh, you know, so they're arguing about mm-hmm. this, and uh, so this is a quote that he has, and I think it's it's a phenomenal quote. You know, Jessup is like, you know, and that's Amanda Bynes. She's like, you, you want answers? Tom Cruise's character goes, I think I'm entitled to them. And Amanda Bynes goes, you want answers? I want the truth. And this is a great quote here. You can't handle the truth. Son, we live in a world that has walls, and those walls have to be guarded by men with guns. Who's going to do it? You? You, Lieutenant Weinberg? I have a greater responsibility than you could possibly fathom. You weep for Santiago, and you curse the Marines. You have that luxury. You have the luxury of not knowing what I know, that Santiago's death, while tragic, probably saved lives. And my existence, while grotesque and incomprehensible to you, saves lives. You don't want the truth, because deep down in places you don't talk about at parties, you want me on that wall. You need me on that wall. We use words like honor, code, loyalty. We use these words as the backbone to a life spent defending something. You use them as a punchline. I have neither the time nor the inclination to explain myself to a man who rises and sleeps under the blanket of the very freedom I provide, then questions the manner in which I provide it. I'd rather you just said thank you and went on your way. Otherwise, I'd suggest you pick up a weapon and stand the post. Either way, I don't give a damn what you think you're entitled to. Did you order that code bread? I did the job you sent me to do. Did you order that code bread? You're goddamn right I did. And that's my favorite scene. And that's that, that surprisingly is also the, uh, the the conversation she had with her ex boyfriend before they broke up. I don't know what they were talking about, but they were arguing about Code Red Mountain Dew all night. I don't. I, I I like it. I like the original Mountain Dew much more. But apparently, Code Red was was big stuff in that the household at that time. Now, Code Red is so good. By, by the way, do you do you know that speech? Do you have it memorized? No, no, I, I actually, uh, I printed it out for the show. You see how much I love the show? I printed it out for the show. I'm standing out in 30 degree weather here, you know? And, uh, you think I don't like the show. I do love the show. All right, now, now, I, I believe you now. You you saved yourself with that. You know, for some reason, Bynes keeps on, Jack Nicholson is, is constantly being used as Bynes. I, I have to say, he's, I mean, he's amazing, isn't he? He's a lot like her, Amanda Bynes. Anyway, yes, you you saved your ass with the with the monologue you read. <laughs> thank you, um, thank you, thank you, thank you. What is and, your favorite uh, my scene? Favorite, my favorite scene in season nine nine with Bynes 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 is the scene where like she meets uh, Catherine Heigl in a club uh, that she goes to with her sister, and like the bouncer won't let them in at first, but then because he said they're old ladies, but then he let them in and. Uh, and uh, Amanda Bynes meets up with Catherine Heigl in the club, and Catherine Heigl and Amanda Bynes they go back to uh, to her place, uh, and then uh, she's like Catherine Heigl's like because uh, he can't find uh, Amanda Bynes can't find a condom, so Heigl's just like just do it already, and so Amanda Bynes is like all right, and then she she gets uh, Catherine Heigl knocked up. That's my favorite scene. She's nine nine with Amanda Bynes. That that is my favorite scene too. That's a good one. I like. It. <laughs> I mean, you can't compete with the whole "you can't handle the truth." <laughs> I think five people walked by as I did that. I think they, uh, I think the funny, they think I'm a funny man now, so they're gonna arrest me and bring me away with the uh, white sheets, and everything like that. 
Wait, they think you're a funny man, like a comedian, or like a, no, a, a, a crazy? I mean, like, I mean, like a crazy man. I don't want to say it too loud because then they'll they'll really think I'm crazy. And, well, maybe and they're going to bring you rice. with white white sheep or sheets. A oh, sheep, sheep, I, and, that, and that doesn't sound good either. You said the sheep. <laughs> something I don't know about mental institutions. Do they have a lot of sheep around? <laughs> oh. Great kids, great kids. All right. Well, I can think of no better way of ending the show than by saying, if it ain't showbiz, it ain't a biz. Hit the brakes, Florence. And if you can't handle me at my Amanda Bynes, you don't deserve me and my Beyonce. Damn straight. That's no, right. No. And if you have a have a Barbie doll, set that trick hoe on fire. <laughs> Good night, John Weeks. Good night, everybody. Good night, Ron. Oh, man. Oh, man.